Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the podcast folks this is paul abernathy welcome to let's ask paul the podcast where you get to ask me paul abernathy any question you want on the national electoral code i'll give my best to try to answer it for you all you got to do if you want to submit your question is go over to our portal at paulabernathy.com p-a-u-l-a-b-e-r-n-a-t-h-y.com and you can submit your question to me and i will either answer it on a podcast much like today or I will answer in an email, but I will try my best to get you an answer. Now, I got literally hundreds and hundreds of these things, and I'm trying to catch up on them. But uh, the one that we have today was actually forwarded to me uh, from Darlene, who kind of filters out my uh, podcast topics. And she saw this one and said, this is a multi-part one that, that you might be, you know, might find interesting to do on a podcast. So I looked through it, and I bumped it to the top of the list. So I'm going to do it and try to answer the questions. Now, before I do that, I do want to mention an announcement to folks out there who are studying for the National Electrical Code or simply wanting to learn the code much better. We have introduced two more affordable courses over on FastTracksSystem.com. And I'll remind you that when we say tracks, folks, it's T-R-A-X, not T-R-A-C-K. It's tracks, T-R-A-X. So FastTracksSystem.com. Dot com is the website, okay? And if you go there, you'll see that we introduced a basic course and an enhanced course. Much more cost-effective, uh, and you get a whole lot. Even our new database is available now. That's huge, huge, uh, because it uh, has even some embedded videos, some flashcards, and it's just an a, a interesting new product uh, that I think people are going to like. And it's, again, more cost-effective. The price actually went down from our ba- um, from our Black and our Plus courses. Uh, now, those courses are still available. Uh, they're more interactive with me. I do the grading, whereas the basic and the enhanced, you do your own grading and you have an answer sheet, but you still um, get all the same course material. So, again, it's just kind of taking me out of the equation. Uh, but there's a way you can get me in the equation, is that the enhanced version of our basic program also gives you access to the Wednesday night sessions and you get a 12-month access to Fast Tracks Tube. That's right. Yes. Our exclusive... Shut up. Our exclusive video platform. That is awesome. It is going bonkers. People are loving the new look, the new browser, the new uh, video player, the blackout feature. It's just awesome. And it's a trusted source for electrical code training. 
right? And we're going to be expanding that even more. So it is the place to be. If you haven't looked at it, go to Fast Tracks uh, Tube. Dot com f a s t t r a x t u b e dot com and there is actually a free video on there. It looks like little the little yellow demon. Click on the little yellow demon, and you'll be able to see a sample of the player and kind of get an idea. Let you play with it a little bit, but it's an awesome platform, uh, and it's exclusively ours. Uh, I own it, and so we can expand it any way we want. Now, also in that platform on Wednesday nights, you can click through the top link that says Fast Tracks Live. Uh, that's the Zoom portal, and you'll get access to Wednesday nights. And so if we're having a session on Wednesday night, the link will be up there, and uh, you will be able to join us and ask all kinds of questions. And we do lessons, and uh, I answer questions about the program and calculations. I mean, it's just a great time. Plus, it's maybe you just want to come and hang out. Uh, code is code. Everybody loves code. And, you know, we are nerds, code nerds. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's fun times. Some people have been coming for years. Uh, we have students that have moved on, but they sometimes will pop back in. Uh, and I love seeing students. So this is kind of our gathering place on Wednesday nights. So you get that with the enhanced program. Okay, so check them out. New prices. Uh, really amazing. And you get instant access and it never expires. How about that? How about that? Never expires. And that's something new, right? All right. So let's look at today's question that was submitted. It's a multi-part question. I'll do my best to answer these questions for you uh, in the best I can in a mobile, like a, not a mobile, a podcast format. Okay. Because I can't, you know, you can't see no visuals here. So, all right, let's do it first. It says, hi, I'm working with the 2023 code and I have a few questions related to the nameplate data on an air conditioning unit. Okay. First thing it says, number one, I know the small conductor rules of 240.4D don't apply per 240.4G, but if you stop and just read 240.4G and the sentence doesn't really make sense and doesn't really give any direction, shouldn't it say something to the effect that the small conductor rules of 240.4D don't apply? Uh, D, don't apply in this sections of table 240.4G. Okay, let me answer this one first. It doesn't need to say that because if you understand code structure, uh, it's telling you and it's, it's saying per it's permitting you to use 240.4G, which ultimately is going to reference the table, which is right underneath it. And it says the overcurrent protection for the specific conductors shall be permitted to be protected in reference to table 240.4G. So you don't have to do it. I mean, I can follow the small conductor rules at all times if I want. And you are going to do that when you're doing, you know, general branch circuits, small appliance branch circuits, uh, laundry circuit. Anywhere else, those are small conductor rules, okay? Because, again, we don't know. They could go to receptacles. We don't know what they're going to plug into them. Uh, and so we are protecting those conductors at their ampacity. And, uh, and we have all these special rules. Okay. In fact, even in ampacity tables, 31016, it has little asterisks for 16 gauge, 18 gauge, 14 gauge, 12 gauge, and 10 gauge that sends you to the bottom to a node, which is going to send you to the small conductor protection rules. Okay. So that is the general rule. So everything you see pushing you to G, for example, uh, is permitted. Okay. It's a shall be permissive. So it's permissive for you to do it. You don't have to do it, but you're permitted to do it. All right. And so in this case, when we're talking about HVAC and you look at 240.4G and it referenced you to the table, 
You'll notice that the very first one on the table is air conditioning and refrigeration equipment circuit conductors. And that is in article 440. And it is specific to part three, part four, and part six, which by the way, happen to do with the, uh, the uh, short circuit ground fault protection, the conductor sizing, uh, and overload. All of those things are covered within those parts. Uh, and so there is going to be a situation where you're going to have a conductor of a certain ampacity, but it's going to allow it to go higher than that for a short a period of time. Okay, like you do time delayed fuses or hacker rated breakers for a short period of time to allow that inrush current on a startup to get to running speed and get to running and then it will drop back down. And then the values, the, the running load current will be within the rating of that conductor's typical ampacity, right? So we're giving the allowance for it to briefly go above its rating until it gets to its normal running current and then it comes back down. Okay, so this is very common also for motors because you see motors is in this list as well. Okay, code 430, parts two, three, four, five, six, and what is that, seven? So it's, it's, and there's other ones in here as well. So these have elements where they're going to allow you to ignore the small conductor rule, protection rule, and then use what's in these specific articles. Okay, and uh, that's what's unique about it. So, and it doesn't really say to do that. You just have to know that. This is permissive. And then when you go to those specific articles, then you're going to read where it gives you direction on the conductors and the protection of those conductors and whatnot. Okay. Now, I would be remiss if I did not even say this. Um, for people that want things to be clear in the code, um, you can always submit a public input and have your input involved in it if you think it should say something a little better. I mean, I know how to read code, so I, I see what this doesn't need any additional clarification to me because I know that the small conductor rules can apply everywhere, but this is permitting me to do something differently per these specific articles that are in this table. That's how, that's how it reads. Okay. Now, one of the things for years, people have said, you know, well, why doesn't the code be a little more descriptive and get, because it's not an installation manual and it's only to be used by those that are trained. You know, the submitter is now being trained to understand how this flows. Although when I read it, they most certainly understood that they just wanted a little more clarity. So by no means am I saying the submitter doesn't understand it. They just want more clarity and I get it. Everybody does. So that's kind of the reason it doesn't. But remember, you can always submit. Okay, public inputs. When the window of submission is open, you can always submit it and justify it and substantiate it. And there is a probability that the code panel will listen. Okay, so just kind of kudos out there. If you want to submit it for all those that did submit it for the 2026 cycle, that first draft is already in the process. We're going to be balloting soon. So your next shot at it is going to be the public comment stage. But that's part of you being involved in the process. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, let's go on to your next question. Um, number two says, why do we have a small conductor rule in 240.4D at all? Why not use the tables and rules in 310 for all conductors? Well, because we have certain conditions where, as I stated, you might have a, a nameplate, let's say, on an HVAC piece of equipment an air conditioning unit outside, for example, and it says minimum circuit ampacity, maximum overcurrent protection. And this is all because the manufacturers have done all of their own testing. They've utilized the allowances in part three, part four, and part uh, six of article 440 
in order to take into account things like short circuit ground fault protection, overload, and circuit sizing. They've already done this for you, okay? And this is kind of like a unique condition that the manufacturers are experts on this. This is They know their equipment, and they're just designing it around the allowances in 440, okay? So the one thing to remember, though, is we have a lot of other, you know, if you look at that table in 240.4G, there's not a lot of things there, right? There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things. So there is so much more to applications uh, where you would run brand circuits and stuff where these small conductor rules must apply. This just 10 unique areas here where you have something that could change that or modify it, okay? So it's not like it's rampant. Uh, so mostly on anything that you would do day in and day out, like the, the small appliance branch circuits to your uh, kitchen or your laundry branch circuit or the bedroom branch circuits or living room branch circuits, uh, your lighting circuits and your dwelling, you're going to follow the small conductor rules, right? You're going to protect a 14 gauge at 15 amps, you're going to protect the 12 gauge at 20 amps. You're going to protect the 10 gauge at 30 amps. That's the small conductor rules. Unless something is permitted to allow you to deviate from that. And that's why you have this table. Okay. Now, this is all based on, again, manufacturers testing uh, in certain specific rules within those articles and specific parts and subdivisions of those parts that actually give you guidance and it's a, a minimum safety standard. So this has all been vetted out. Okay? So it's giving you that permission to do so. So I don't want to give you the impression that we don't have other rules that we have to provide protection for these small conductors other than these. Absolutely. Branch circuits to your uh, bathroom, living room, bedroom, all of that have to follow the small conductor rules if they're within that scope of sizes, okay? 16 gauge, 18 gauge, 12 gauge, 10 gauge, 14 gauge, all that. Small conductor rules must apply. In fact, the ampacity table of 310.16 even has the asterisks that send you to the bottom notes, which are not informational notes, folks. Those are notes, so they're very much applicable. So it reminds you about the small conductor rules, okay? But again, we're talking about those that can modify it, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, the next question is number three. It says, on an air conditioning nameplate data, it says maximum fuse 40 amperes. Are we allowed to substitute breakers for uh, breaker for fuse or do we have to use fuse? It doesn't specif specify what type of fuse. Okay, so here's what we have to think about a little bit. So if you have a nameplate, it says minimum circuit ampacity, so it has to be at conductors of a minimum of this ampacity. Uh, and then you have maximum overcurrent protection. If that's all it said, then I could use fuse or circuit breaker. So you're saying, okay, what, what type of fuse do I use? Well, you got to think about this for a second. If it says fuse only, then you could only use a fuse. But you want to make sure that you're using a time-delayed fuse. Why? Because the whole concept here is you're going to be allowed in 440 uh, in, in, in part three, part four, and part six, there's going to be conditions where it's going to allow you to have a current that is going to be higher than the rating of the conductor for a brief amount of time. And you're only going to have short circuit or ground fault protection, although there are allowances up in 440, uh, specifically in part six, that's going to allow you to use that same circuit breaker or fuse for not only short circuit ground fault protection, but also overload protection, okay, in one device. And so if it says maximum fuse, 
then it has to be a fuse. Now, it's not going to say maximum time delay fuse, although it could, but you got to think about it. Why do we want a time delay? Because we want to allow the current to come in, spike up on the start of this unit, and then it's going to come back down to its running current, okay? And so we need that time frame in there so that it doesn't just instantly blow the fuse. Same with the circuit breaker, the way the curving is, and you have a hacker-rated breaker, it's going to allow for a certain amount of inrush, and then it's going to come back down to its normal running current, and everything is fine. So we don't have these nuisance trips and, you know, things like that, and uh, customers getting totally ticked off because every time the air conditioning starts, the fuse blows or the breaker trips, okay? So all of this is done by the manufacturer, and they already do the testing. But to answer your question, if it said fuses, and that's what it said, it didn't say maximum overcurrent protection, but it actually says maximum fuse size, then you can only use fuses, only, because that's what it states. So some of those will say maximum overcurrent protection, and in parentheses, it'll have fuse or circuit breaker, okay? Then you can use either or. Whenever in doubt, folks, don't be afraid to reach out to the manufacturer, uh, if you're ever in doubt, they have customer support lines. They're usually, in many cases, 24-7. Uh, they have online resources. Um, they have their own installation guides that you can download and probably give insight on certain things. But when it comes to fuses, um, it's basically you have to remember the concept here is that you have to have a delay. Okay, Now, can you put instant in if you want? You can do whatever you want. Now, whether or not it holds or not is a whole different story. That's kind of an installation thing. They're not going to tell you that, okay? Each manufacturer may have something different that they want, but at the end of the day, fuses are fuses. Now, me, I'm going to use time delay. Why? Because if it is a 30-amp fuse and it's a time delay, then it means that it's not going to blow immediately on the inrush of current, it's going to go up and it's going to sustain that. And then it's once it gets back down and that unit gets to running, then everything's going to be fine. Okay. So that's kind of the scenario, uh, why you want to have uh, time delay. Uh, but could you put regular fuses in there? Absolutely. If you want, well, they hold or not, it's two different stories, two different stories. Okay. Uh, and then of course, breakers, typically hacker breakers, uh, and, uh, that's already going to have their curve figured out so that you're not going to have a problem with that inrush and then it comes back down to the running current, okay? So just remember that the manufacturers in these nameplates, um, and I think I have a video out there on this over on my YouTube channel, but it might only be on Fast Tracks Tube now since we're moving much, a bunch of stuff where I explain this with images and graphics and the nameplate and all this kind of stuff. I can't tell you exactly in my mind where it is now because I have so much freaking content out there somewhere uh, all over the place that I don't even know where it is. So go on and uh, go over to my YouTube channel, uh, which is always master the NEC. Uh, go over there and do a search for HVAC and see what you come up with. You might be surprised. It's probably over there if I haven't moved it yet. Um, so hopefully that answers all of your questions, at least in a podcast. If it doesn't, you know what you folks can do. You can always follow up to a podcast by just simply going to paulabernathy.com uh, fill out the form and put in there that you're doing a follow-up to a previous podcast. Give me a bit a bit of a synopsis of what the podcast was about and what you're talking about. And then you can ask your question, follow-up question. Um, you're not limited to what you put there. So feel free to type away and be as detailed as possible. 
always make sure you tell me the code cycle you're working on because it does change from cycle to cycle in some cases. And I will do my best to do a follow-up and answer any questions. Again, I can't read mine, so I'm doing my best to try to give as much as I can. All right, folks, that's it on today's episode. It's going to be a pretty quick one. Uh, again, thanks for joining me. If you're wanting to learn more about the NEC, we have two great new courses available over on FastTrackSystem.com. Also, we have a bunch of neat swag. If you haven't seen it and you're a code nerd like me, we have a whole new line called Code Nerd, and it is so cool. I've got a phone case uh, for my uh, phone that has a Code Nerd on it. Of course, y'all have seen my hat with the Code Nerd. It's pretty cool, right? So anyway, till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless, and we'll catch you on another episode of Let's Ask Paul uh, down the road. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.